Life Remixed. So as you know, 7.30pm on a Wednesday evening uh, is time for straight talking uh, with my good self. Uh, and tonight, uh, I'm absolutely blessed to have two incredible powerful book sisters from the uh from canada and from the states uh online uh with us getting time with these wonderful ladies is is not easy uh it's amazing they're they're successful they are prolific uh and they publish and market books non-stop they've committed their lives and their purpose to it uh and uh they're they're wonderful people i'm just getting to know them and i'm loving the process first of all i've got uh julio burn with us and um Judy is uh, the CEO of Hasmark Publishing, uh, which uh, she'll tell us more about uh, when we get into uh, when we get into the interview. Plus, of course, she's uh, also the author of two books herself. Uh, called Unwavering Strength, and she's marketed uh, and released through Hasmark Publishing hundreds, uh, if not thousands of books, and she'll tell us more about all of that when I introduce her. And of course, her sister, her sister, Peggy McColl, uh, her sister is, is an incredible uh, prolific woman, uh, author uh, of 19 books with a new book just out this week called Savvy Wisdom uh, that Bob Proctor has said is uh, one of the greatest, greatest books he's ever read. He's absolutely loving it. So I've just ordered mine. I can't wait to get it. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to bring uh, Judy and Peggy into the stream and we're going to have a, a nice interview with them and we're going to find out more about what they do and what they offer to the world. So uh, let's bring in, uh, bring in the ladies. Hello. Hello, Peggy. Hello, Judy. Hello, Mark. How are you? Wonderful. Great. It's good. We're getting some nice comments coming up already from people. We've got people joining us from all over uh, the world. You've got to love technology. It's uh, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? And, uh, you know, and it's actually helping. I know it's helping so many people get through uh, these challenges. I mean, what's the current state of play where you guys are at the moment? Is, is it locked down like we are here? Yep. Locked down here. Locked down yeah, yeah, but there's, yeah, yeah. There's blessings in every everything, and I find it's just a wonderful time to really hunker down and get some stuff done. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, in every crisis there's an opportunity, and uh, I think this is something that uh, you know I've discovered through Life Remixed and the and the book that we've spoken about previously with uh, with uh, my own pain points and and coming out of those pain points and then doing something positive in the world is what it's all about. Um, so um, I mean, first of all, Judy, for, you know, from Hasmark Publishing, why don't you give us a bit of a story about yourself and and, and some of the things that that you've been through to become the the you know CEO and, and leader of Hasmark. And thank you, Mark. Uh, beautiful introduction. I appreciate it so much for having both of us on the call today. And uh, we've been in business for years. It's actually thanks to Peggy that I came on. And one of the, the challenges was working for a company like Magna International. I'd been there for 15 years, set my career, thought we were going to have an incredible, incredible career there. As Peggy mentioned earlier today, I was at the top of my game. I had won awards and everything. And then suddenly you get walked out the door. Mm -hmm. And it's paralyzing because you're like, oh, my goodness, now what? Yeah. And and uh, Peggy's cheering me on. She's in the park. I'm in the parking lot, you know, just <laughs> ready to collapse. And she's like, yay, yippee. <laughs> and thus began Hasmark. So... Yeah, it was. It's been a wonderful experience. That was in two thousand and eight, I guess, two thousand nine, around that time. So then I had to go through a whole bunch of challenges through those those many wonderful years. But has <laughs> Mark kept me focused? And and I love what you said. Is this is truly an incredible place to be? Working with authors is absolutely my passion. And focus, and, and I love waking up in the morning to, you know, represent authors around the world. It has really been truly an honor for me. And once, once you find your passion, you don't work another day in your life, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who says it's job? Yeah. There are times where it can get see Peggy's face. There are times where it's a little challenging, but, uh, sure. you know. But, I mean, that's the entrepreneur journey. That's that's what we do when we run our own companies. And, you know, I mean, one of my mentors says that job stands for just over broke because that's where it will keep you. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, I, I had a very similar experience when I, I left my last corporate job about two and a half years ago. Um, and uh, I got home and my wife, Emma, had put a poster up saying, 
congratulations. You know, you, you, you've left that job, you know, congratulations. Now what we're going to do, you know, and I think obviously <laughs> Peggy, Peggy played that role for you perfectly. And that, that's amazing. Um, so uh, Peggy as well, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to, to my audience, you know, tell us a bit about uh, Savvy Wisdom and, and everything that's been happening with you recently. I mean, that's all I'd love to talk about is Savvy Wisdom, to be honest. Go for it. Go for it. It's, it's something that's my 19th book, but it's it exceeds, far exceeds the excitement level I've ever had for any of my other books. And it's a book that was a surreal experience in the writing of it and what's happened since then. And, and uh, it's like I'm constantly saying, someone pinch me, pinch me. Like, is this really happening? Am I in a dream, like living a wonderful dream? I know I am. And uh, so Savvy Wisdom was a, a book that was inspired when I looked at a list of topics to record videos. And next on the list was a recommended topic to do a video on how I wrote my first fiction book. And I thought, well, I haven't done that yet. So how could I, you know, do a video on that? I teach how to write fiction, how to write nonfiction, but I'd never written a fiction book myself, worked with many fiction and nonfiction authors. So the thought just entered into my consciousness. Maybe I can do it. And previously, I've been saying, well, I'm not a great writer. I don't even really like writing, although there's great editors in the world and there's Hasmark services that can or publishing that can help take care of all of that stuff. If you have an idea, you can put it together. And and so I thought, what if I get out of my own way? And I think that's a very important message for anyone who's thinking yes. of doing something. And even if you're thinking about, well, you can't do it or thinking of the reasons why you can't. What if you think about how you can, or what if you think about the end result, it's already done. And that's what I decided to do. It's just like made a decision like that. Boom. When I went into the work, set a date, I'm going to have this book done in 10 days. And I didn't have it done in 10 days. I had it done in nine days, <laughs> which was even better. And so it literally wrote itself. I feel it was like, I put my fingers on the keyboard. It was like, let it go. And I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in the book that you know, really did happen. They were true. So it was, you know, easy to write about that. But there was stuff I had to make up and the flow. And of course, I condensed years into a shorter period of time for the sake of the book. And so it was an absolute blast. It was a life transforming experience. I feel like a different person than ever before. And the things that are happening since then, and it was just released through Hasmark Publishing like a couple days ago. And the response has been extraordinary. I mean, I'm getting comments from people who said, I've never read a book in one sitting before. I'm having many men tell me they cried at the end. And uh, um, I, I know women are crying too, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, what a, what a, that's a lovely comment to know that you're touching people and you're reaching people yeah. around the world and getting yeah. that feedback. You know, and really, when you think about it, like I, I defined my purpose in life back in the 90s, and that was and is to make a positive contribution to lives of millions. And I feel like I do it through my work and helping other people with their work like you, Mark and Judy and, you know, everyone that's really looking to make a positive difference. And I feel that this this to me, it, like it cements it. It just sort of takes it to a whole new level. And you've got a, you've got a, a spectacular endorsement, I believe. We were talking a, a little bit earlier. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, Bob Proctor has. Uh, I mean, he. I had emailed him when I uh, the tenth day. So I wrote the book for nine days. On the tenth day, this idea popped in my mind to ask Bob Proctor to write the final letter from Savvy, who's a character in the book, to Sophie, who's the other character in the book. It just came into my consciousness to do that. So I reached out to him and said, "Would you be willing to do it?" And he's a busy guy, right? Yeah. I thought it was pretty, um, I don't know, brave might be the word uh, to use to ask him or bold. Um, but he replied right away. He definitely goes with his intuition and he felt yes. And he read it that night and loved it. Started texting me right away, telling me how much he loved it. And he wrote the final letter, which is amazing. And we recorded it together. I went to his studio on the 19th of December, happened to be my birthday. He had a card there to Sophie from Savvy, which is really sweet. And uh, we recorded it for audible.com. It's being edited right now, but it'll be out when when it when it is and uh, of course recording it again like for him to sit there and do the dialogue because i did you know the narration he did the voice of savvy it got him connected to the material again and he was just having this download if you will just saying this is going to be so big so huge like he said you've really hit it out of the park with this one it's so good and he just wanted to tell the world. And, you know, he's got his team on board at Proctor Gallagher Institute saying, let's do anything and everything. We can promote it. And then he created this video 
And it essentially says that Savvy Wisdom will go down like the classics, Think and Grow Rich, which sold 150 million copies, The Secret, which was 500 million, um, Ogmandino's The Greatest Salesman in the World, which is my one of my favorite parables, my favorite authors as well. And um, and he, you know, created this video basically saying Savvy Wisdom, he's grouping it in amongst those classics, and he believes it'll have that kind of uh, um, an impact in the world. Well, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And what a, what a great uh, endorsement to have. And, uh, you know, as you well know, that Bob is someone who's, uh, who's really helped me uh, grow over, over the years, you know, going from a disease to at ease. Uh, and I use so much of his information from The Secret and beyond. And uh, I think I was mentioning to you as well that this is when I came over to the States to shake Bob's hand. And that's how I met you, Peggy. And that's how I've met you, Judy. And here we are, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, one of the things I notice about all three of us is that we're all smiling. Like, you know, we've got massive <laughs> smiles. We just, it's just so good to be, you know, to, for me to be free of that corporate kind of like, you know, drain that I was oh, in yeah. and actually in a place where I'm adding value. And I know, Judy, I mean, you reach out with Hasmark. I mean, you've got a great team around you, haven't you, to to support the uh, support the release of all these books, including Peggy's and Life Remix that's coming out, uh, you know, coming out in February. So, um, you know, why don't you tell us a bit more about how you pulled that team together? It, it's been exceptional. We've we've over the years we work with with some incredible authors. We work with Deepak Chopra and Marcy Shymoff. You talk about secret. Most of everyone in the secret, we've probably touched their book in some way over time. If we haven't, Peggy has. Mm. So uh, it's it's New York Times the whole bit and uh, the team over time. We've it's just like Peggy talks about. You manifest them. People have come to us. It's it's. You know, you sit there and you think, oh, so-and-so left and, and you're sitting there and all of a sudden somebody else will show up with the exact qualifications that are floating in your head. And you're like, okay, how in the world did that happen? But you know how it happened. You yeah. manifest them into your life. But yeah, I really found you had to believe that that would happen for it to happen acknowledge it and then be grateful for it that's absolutely right and, and when you tune into this uh you know I, I i'm still at a stage where i get a few people to challenge me about this saying you know oh it doesn't work or it's this or that about you know, the secret you know when you're trying to break through and, and it doesn't quite happen you know i still get that from some people when they're because life remixed is going to be that intro level into you know look this is what's happened to me and, and you can make your changes wherever you want to go with it um you know i've become quite a good manifester in my own humble opinion um but um i would say certainly both of your side as as, as you know book sisters i mean uh, peggy 19 books and and you know the goal setting and the manifestation that you that you put out i mean i saw something the other day that you put out which i loved which is stop focusing on what is wrong you know how much you know do you, you see a lot in the world of people just focusing on what is wrong yeah, and then they ask, why does it keep happening? Why does it keep happening to me? Or why am I not as successful as I would like to be? Because, right, all those you know, questions. Yeah, they focus on the negative things and they don't step up. And we were talking earlier about, about you know, manifestation and, and the process. Do you you know, you're you're really strong on this, you know, and, and, yes. and I've, I've followed you for, for many years, you know, through Bob and, and now meeting Judy as well. Uh, talk about those manifestation points that we talked about earlier, because that was yeah. that was really strong. For sure. I, I look at it as six steps. And if everyone listening even wants to write this down, I'll go through it really quickly. And so you have it. So step number one is just decide what you would love. Just ask yourself, what would I love? And don't allow your paradigms to get in the way or don't worry about the how. It's not important at that point. Step number two, make a decision. You're setting it as a goal. Like write it down. That Actually, that's step number three. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> You really solidify the goal when you write it down in present tense as if you're already there. So step three is write it down and commit to it. Mm. Step four is determine what it feels like when you have that in your life. So just imagine, you know, the success is already there. Like I'm already in the room where the Oscars are occurring as Savvy Wisdom is receiving the Best Coach and Picture Award. And so you determine what does it feel like knowing that your goals are already done. Then you connect to those feelings every day. That's step five. And then step six, you'll take action towards its achievement while you're staying focused on the outcome of the goal. And simple, it sounds really simple, right? Like, oh, yeah, boom, 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 boom. But yet the challenge is, is sticking with it because we're yes. you know, so easy to get off track, so easy. 
And so I believe the best way to, to get on track and stay on track is to establish some disciplines that you're absolutely committed to every single day, the disciplines for success that you're, you're not going to let yourself off. You're going to do it. You know, earlier today, you know, it's been a busy day, back to back appointments all day, got up early and was doing laundry at the same time, listen to my power life script. And that's one of my disciplines. And I listened to it today a couple times, not as many as I usually do by this time in the day, but I'll listen to it again later. And there might be some evenings, you know, when I finish all my work and, you know, I've got my journal of my goals I write in every single day. And I've got other things that I read every single day. And if I haven't done it, it's like, oh, you know, it's not that it's difficult or hard work, but I might be tired and just ready to just go straight to the sofa and grab a blankie and a pillow. And But I do it anyway, because to me, it's so important to yeah. keep the focus. It's that commitment, isn't it? It's that decision and that commitment. I, I found my, I was in the music industry for 20 years without really very much decision or commitment. It just sort of happened. And I was just sort of floating around and playing records and really running around the world doing all, all kinds of crazy things. Um, and then when the wheels came off, that was the moment when I had well, two moments with the season of bankrupt, bankruptcy that I had to go, what is going on here? You know, and what, you know, and I, I had to, you know, I had a choice in all honesty, I had a choice. I could have just gone and ended it all off a bridge or, or I was like, no, come on, man. You know, you can do better than this. You know, let's put right. some, and, and I just started to read the secret was the, the first point, but every single teacher, it just follows on and follows on and follows on and follows on to such an extent that once you're in it, you know, once the, once the genie's out of the bottle, you just keep going, don't you? And, and, and the more committed you are, the better things become. Right. Yeah. So true. But most people give up, Mark, like just sometimes even just yeah. before they're there, you know, just before they arrive, like that story in, in Think and Grow Rich about three feet from gold, you know, about the gold miner who just gave up and he just, he was mining for gold and thought the property would really produce lots of gold and ended up, you know, mining, 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 wasn't getting anywhere, sold the property. And then some other a, a guy from down the street bought it a junkyard owner, I think it was, he bought it and then he hired the professionals and, and they started mining and three feet further, boom, they hit the biggest gold vein in the history of the world. And so it's such a great story and a metaphor for what happens with most people. And the challenge is they want to see the evidence. Like I want to see it, right? It's like Wayne Dyer created a program called, you'll see it when you believe it, not the other way around. It's not a matter of believing it because you see it. You got to believe it here first in your imagination and quite often people think you're crazy like you're a <laughs> lunatic right but you know yeah. not especially, especially in england <laughs> <laughs> being but, conservative you mean it's, but it, it's so true right it's so true that you know believing is seeing but when i was brought up i was brought up in the mentality of seeing is yeah. believing right. i believe yeah, yeah. And I heard, i've heard bob say and i've heard you say as well it robs you of your uh role in the creative process right. when actually yeah. You know, if I'm, I'll believe that when I see it, it's almost like, huh. you know, it's like, no, no, no. We are we are creative beings. We're transmission towers. We, you know, been given a beautiful mind and an amazing body, and let's put that out there and do something with it. And you know, my mission is is having been through these challenges is to help as many people as possible, and that's why I'm so in tune with with, with both of you guys. You know, because uh, that's your mission, and and you know, I. I I love it. I'm so inspired by just just this time, but all the time that we can spend together. So, um, as far as music goes, you know, I was a bit of a DJ. As far as music goes, what's the kind of music that sort of moves you, Judy? What, what's your what's your favourite songs and favourite things that you like musically? You know, what's funny is that I tried to find a song, and I thought it's not a song. It's a feeling that gets created when I listen to songs. Mm. So, like, I can tell you of artists I really like more so than I actually had to go online and I had to go look up their song titles because yeah. like Josh Groban, I absolutely adore him. Michael Buble, you know, Alabama, I'm really into country, even Kevin Sharp. There's a song he used to sing and he just stayed with me because it was also about his journey. And I think what I like country is quite often it's the journey in fact, sometimes they make me laugh. There's one about someone, you know, they had a fight and there's red wine on her dress. And I'm going, really? <laughs> you made a song out of that? <laughs> what I'm like, to write a song about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he slammed the door. Don't tell daddy because I don't want him bringing his gun. And I'm sitting there laughing, hearing the song. And that's what I find. I find it's more the emotion that I connect with than the actual song. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I love yeah. music. It's one of, one of the things, one of the things that got me about music, even when I was six years old and I first heard Elvis and the Beatles and stuff like that, and my mum's stereo, uh, music was the, that feeling, as you say. But it was also, it just felt like the sound of emotions. And when someone yeah. said that music is the sound of emotions, uh, I went, yeah, yeah, you're right. And if you, yeah. if you like something that uplifts you, it uplifts you and makes you feel great, you know. But then there's other music you can listen to, you know, if you just want calming and you just want, you know, classical music can make you feel calm and stuff like that. So, Peggy, have you got have you anything to share musically? Have you, have you a music person? Yeah, I rarely listen to music only because I, if I'm plugging in head, headphones, I'm listening to myself talk to myself or I get in my car and I'm listening to myself talk to myself. Or if I'm, you know, listening to myself enough, then I'll go over to Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor, or Dr. Joseph Murphy. I'm just like an addict for these materials. So when I hear music, it's usually like at an event. Like yep. Bob Rogers events, right? And so, because uh, I usually go into those events because I speak at all of his live events and I'll go there and they start playing music. It's like, oh, this song's really good. Like, who is this? Like, you don't know this song? It's like, well, where do you live? Under a rock? <laughs> <laughs> all you need to say is I mostly listen to my own, listen to my own stuff. That's fine. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I, certainly, I certainly found uh, audio books, especially uh, from Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor, especially when I was going through my really big shift from you know, unhappy, sick and broke towards actually starting to make some positive changes. Audiobooks in the car was just fantastic. It was so good. I stopped listening to music for quite a while and just went into audiobooks because I just found the repetition becoming mastery, right? I mean, right. that's part of it, isn't it? It's about actually listening to the, the right messages and then going out and practicing it. I think you say a lot, that a lot, don't you? You know, the other thing, Mark, is that if people don't realize that we're taking in, like our senses, we're taking information all the time, right? If you're listening yeah. to people, especially if they're negative or destructive, potentially, that's going in. It's going in. It's going in, going in. So, like, Jason Mraz has a song called Look for the Good. You know, look mm. for the good in everyone. I love Ed Sheeran as well. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think his music is great. And there's some other people, you know, that just create music that have really good messages. Yeah. yeah. You know, those I like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we can get we can get caught up in in negativity very easily, can't we? Because there's <coughs> excuse me, there's quite a bit of negativity around in the world, and I think one of the things I had to learn was this like negativity fast of just stopping, you know, stopping watching the news and and just just you know putting up a bit of a barrier there to protect myself for a while while I got myself no longer emotionally involved in it. Now I can watch a bit of the news and I understand. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I know what's going on. But so many people are so emotionally involved and they, that negativity can, can drag them down, right? Yeah. So um, as far as, um, you know, facing facing crisis, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Life Remixed is about how I recovered from crisis 12 years ago. The world is in technically a crisis at the moment. There's a big health, there's a big fear of, of ill health. There's a big fear of death. Uh, you know, there's even fears around money and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, facing my fears was something that actually like was the was the making of me. Judy, what would you say about about that for you? I, I, I probably would have to absolutely agree with you. And I learned the hard way. Of course, when I lost the job, I, I it was the continuation of a spiral of things. I lost my mom. I lost my sister-in-law, sister-in-law. I lost my dog. And finally, I lost my husband, and then my daughter lost her best friend. So just constant. And you really have to dig deep because you have a choice. And, and I always remember that in my book that I actually put in it, that there was a time that I have a dog, and he used to go hide under the bed. And that's exactly what I wanted to do was hide under the bed. And I thought, but you can't. Like, you, you want run away, and that's actually when the story about Florida and how the house came to being is because I needed to run away. Mm. When I got there, I realized I was only running away from myself. Yeah. So I was coming with me, suitcases <laughs> and all, I was going. So now it's like, okay, how do you get out from under the bed and stand tall? And I realized it's about coming out of it as a victor instead of a victim. Mm. So the choice I made was I'm going to be a victor in all of this. I'm not going to let it me become a victim. So I don't ever talk when when unwavering strength is all about all that that happened. I don't ever talk about it like it was the worst time of my life. It was the biggest growth time of my life. 
Mm. I never felt like I lived through any regrets during that time. And that was really key, but it really helped me to grow. And I think more than anything, it made me find my passion and not continue down the road of having a job. Yeah. I get to live my dream every single day and I love it. I, I, people talk about age retirement. I don't, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? I don't know because it's not on my radar. Why would you retire from something that you just love doing, right? I, mean, I know. I wake up in the morning and honestly, before I get out of bed, sometimes I'll have that feeling like, oh no. And then I'm going, oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you switch it. Peggy taught me this though. Switch it immediately. You can take it from bad. And you can go forward or you can take it as good. And I choose every single morning to take that as good. And I thank the universe, whatever it is, your, the higher self, the higher being. I thank them every single day for allowing me the opportunity that I have. Wow. I've got another coach and mentor who says, don't waste the heartbeat. You know, he wrote a book called At the End of the Day after his own physical collapse, um, runs a company now uh, that does all the health and safety um, around Chevron in the States, all the energy companies called Equilibria. And yeah, don't waste the heartbeat. You know, it's, it's so, yeah. you know, we're not here for that long, are we? So we need to get on with it and make something good happen. And I think one of those things, one of those big fears that comes up is people's fear of failure. Um, you know, you see oh. that a lot. Mark, what did you say? So do you see that a lot with fear of failure? Because you must have people that come to you, they want coaching, they want, you know, they want, you know, to be trained how to become an author. Yeah. You know, they must they must have to overcome those some fears, right? Yeah, I think I think it's fear of failure. It's also fear of success. I, I think people have a, a an assumption that if you become successful, it means you have to sacrifice your family or or values. And that's not true. It, it just gets better, you know, better and better, better when the more successful you are, it positively influences your family. Judy and I can attest to that. It's definitely positively impacting our family, our, our success uh, for sure. But I, I see it both ways. Um, uh, you know, fear of failure and fear of success. I'm not sure which one I hear more of than the other. They're both That's very strong. That's interesting because, I mean, it's people's belief systems, isn't it? It is. It's belief systems that can be quite deep-rooted. I mean, I know I've learned from Bob and from people such as yourselves about the subconscious mind, which right. I, knew, I knew nothing about. You know, no one teaches me, no one teaches you that at school, do they? Um uh-huh. And learning about the subconscious mind and how it works and then being able to actually then realize that I can reboot and reprogram and remix and go again and actually do it in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, it's been, been life-changing for me. And I, I, I mean, you must both get a lot of value from seeing people actually, I suppose, not, not just like me, but people actually coming into your world and then actually being able to like step up and grow and become authors. That must be amazing for both of you. It is. It's, I think that's the, the probably the greatest joy in what we do is that we get to help people not only write their book, which is a great accomplishment on its own, but it's a life transforming experience personally. Never mind what yeah. you're going to do for the people in the world. I remember writing my first book and getting to the I was probably two uh, two thirds of the way through. And I remember having this thought. Even if nobody reads this book, I know I've grown as a result of of making the decision to write it. Now, I wanted people to read it. Of course, I didn't write it just for myself. (laughs) That's not the point. Yeah, exactly. But it's what you become. It's what you become. In the journey. Yeah, that, that, you know, the whole journey of life is becoming someone new all the time and and you we have a choice don't we create or disintegrate that's one of the universal rewards is it create or disintegrate and you have a choice second by second minute by minute to as you were saying earlier judy to to you know look at everything and and make that decision and say no this is good and i'm going to learn from it or or it's great and i'm successful and everything you know but you are the creator you have the choice and i think when the more people to understand this, the the better it will be. And and you know, I know you guys reach out far and wide into worldwide, and 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 I absolutely love what you do, and I'm really proud to be associated with you, and really happy that uh, that we're all working together. Um, as far as book, uh, you know, books go, uh, you uh, you're well known for saying this particular phrase, which uh, when I first heard it, I said, what. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the more I understand it, the more, I'm, the more I get it. 
five percent is right in your book, and ninety five percent is marketing your book. Right. Yeah. I think it's like the, the, um, I remember when I heard it for the first time, I remember sitting in the, in the ballroom of this book marketing conference in Los Angeles and Jerry Jenkins was on stage and he said, if you're an author in the room, which we all were, it was a book marketing event. He says, if you're an author and you've written your book, congratulations, 5% of your job is done. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a big job, man. And he said 95% is the marketing. And it's so true. I mean, it's true of movies. It's true of products. It's true of businesses. It, it really doesn't matter what you're talking about here. We, you could have the best product, best program, best thing in the world, widget. But unless the world doesn't know about it, what good is it going to do, anyone? Best kept yeah. secret. That's right. <laughs> you both have a, a, a sort of marketing background from from when you worked in other companies, right? Yeah. So you know that was easy transferable skills for it for for both of you, was it? No. No, I I worked I worked for Magna. I was in business development. I had nothing to do with marketing. I'd never done marketing in my life. I was bookkeeping or then I got a degree in accounting. And then I went into business. I actually went into project management and evolved into business uh, development. And I actually created the role within Magna. They didn't have it before. And it had nothing to do with marketing because I'm inside, right? I'm doing the accounting part of it. So, but I had Peggy, so that helped me a lot. But yeah. I think more than anything, it's it's it again, it comes down to passion and then it's believing. I wasn't worried about my a success so much. I think what Peggy said is maybe the growth of success has probably been my biggest paradigm, I would say. So, but definitely I wasn't worried about failure. I don't know. I just set my mind just because that's what she said. Set your mind and do it, and I did it. And it's like well, you're both very wise to be to be to be where you are. I mean, I, I read recently, and I do like it that um, nothing of note was ever achieved in a comfort zone. Right. Oh, so yeah. 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 That's <laughs> I mean, you know, how, how do you feel? I mean, you're Peggy. Even now, I mean, even in the last few weeks, even when you've written this book and released this book, Savvy Wisdom, um, you've moved outside of a comfort zone, as you mentioned oh, earlier. For sure. The writing was moving outside the comfort zone. Was yes. it was letting it go to the world because. You know, I remember being at that very same seminar back in 2002 when I had written my first book and it was a Mark Victor Hansen event, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul. He knew something about marketing books and and he had said, the higher you rise, the more people will throw stones at you. (laughs) And I remember when he said that, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, it's so true. Think about actors, you know, politicians, like anyone that becomes famous in the world. You got people who love them and you got people who hate them for no reason whatsoever. You know, they just choose to not like that person or criticize that person. Look at Harry Potter. Go to Amazon.com. Look at Harry Potter. You'll see one star reviews. You'll see people slamming the book. Um, Think of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, lots lots of errors in the book. Right, so you know, she's a terrible writer, yeah. blah, 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 but hello, she was <laughs> yeah. five million in her first year, so who cares? <laughs> right? I think I think one of the most freeing pieces of information that I needed to hear, particularly as I was recovering uh, from those crises I shared earlier, um, what anyone else thinks of you is none of your business. Yeah, I have that uh, I, I wish I wish I'd heard that probably when I was about twenty, rather than like nearer thirty-five to forty. But at the same time, I probably wasn't ready to hear it then. Whereas now, at that moment, I was ready, and and it just it almost felt like as soon as I heard it, it just you know when something just resonates with you, and it just lifted off my shoulders, and I went, oh right, okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do what. I know is good. I'm going to put good stuff out into the world. And I mean, if you ever, yeah, you know, what was your sort of, you know, did you have light bulb moments like that? Did you, did you need light bulb moments like that? Or was it just a growth for you like over and over? I'm having light bulb moments right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're open to them, you'll have them, right? Like, I, you know, the, the point is like yeah. when, you're, when you're on that trajectory for success and of course, when you're on the trajectory, you're living from the end, you know, it's already done. And you've got to be ready for the surprises because what happens is surprising things. I mean, it doesn't always unfold the way you think it's going to unfold, 
Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't always like I could have predicted three months ago that Bob Proctor was going to be madly in love with this book and want to tell the world and want to introduce me to very high level people and, and do things that I, I didn't imagine that, but it's happening. And it's like stuff that's happening, like having a meeting before we got on this one with Academy award winning producers. And they're talking about the movie and they're mentioning, Oh, what about this actor? And it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's just like, pitch me, pitch me. This is like, this is happening. So I think that that's a part of understanding what success really is, is that there's an, there's an indescribable, undefinable, or, or that you just don't know. There's a part yeah. of this. You just don't know and how it's going to happen. You got to live as if it's already done, but the way is going to be shown. It, it absolutely will. Every time your phone's going to ring or an email ends in your inbox or someone introduces you to someone else, you just don't know how it's going to happen, but you got to believe it's already done. I, I am available as an extra in your film. If you need. <laughs> wow. And remember I'm the uh, Italian grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Judy would be the Italian grandmother. Well, the challenge is like, you know, Judy said, oh, I could be, you know, whatever mom or something like that. But the challenge is mom at that point was only in her yeah. third, yeah. I think, or fourth, yeah. maybe. So, you know, it has to be a role that, you know, portrays that time period. Yeah. Exactly. How, exciting, though. how exciting to be or how, you know, you know, wonderful that, uh, that, that these things can start to open up at any point in your life. You know, I mean, um, the whole thing about act as if I, I, I do get a lot of people that, that I coach and I work with that, that they do, they do struggle with that. Of you course. know, it takes, quite a lot, yeah. it takes quite a lot of commitment. You know, for me, now, for me now at 50 years of age, it feels like actually it's quite easy <laughs> because I've been doing it for 15 years, I guess. Right. But right. the point is yeah. I do find that real people really struggle with that, that whole act as if, you know, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be a, a successful author, then you must, you must portray that. You must be that. Yeah. yeah Neville Goddard, who's my favorite author says that, you know, you've got to reach that point of conviction. That's what he says. The point of conviction. What's the point of conviction? That's when you know it. It's done. You know it's done. Now, at first, you set the goal. You're not going to know it's done. You got to condition yourself. It's like working out the muscles, right? You don't go to the gym and go, "Yeah, I just lifted 50 pounds. I'm done." Like it doesn't work that way, you know. <laughs> but he also says this, and I think this is an important message. He says the reason why. People don't accomplish their goals is because they don't feel it naturally. Mm. They don't feel it naturally. I actually teach a seven-step process to feel it naturally. I'm teaching it this weekend at the Masters Manifesting event that I'm doing with Phil Goldfine. And I have found there's, there's a process that you go through until you feel it naturally. You've been doing it, Mark, for 15 years. Judy's been doing it for a number of years as well. I, and you got to get a point. And the more you stretch yourself to go for another goal, then you got to build the, you know, more of those muscles. Yeah. But it's a process, right? Like, Mark, you talk about being this manifesting machine. Like, you're just, you're in the habit of manifesting now. Why? Because you understand the principle, the fundamentals, and you implement them. So you can manifest a, uh, like a glass of orange juice in front of you just as easily as you can manifest a $10 billion empire. It's the same energy. It's the same process. I think also as well for me, I've just felt I've, I've just become very calm. I love one of Bob's things. He's calm down and speed up. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I literally, I've just become, I used to be full of anxiety and doubt and worry and yeah. I'm not good enough and all these like things that can hold you back. And, and actually just like, you know, reading the, as a man thinketh by James Allen and reading the serenity chapter at the back and breathe and it's all right and just be patient and it all just unfolds as it should and trust in it and you know all that kind of stuff is powerful and uh, you know the yeah. more people we can reach the more people we can reach and and, and get them to understand and, and 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 buy into it and and develop their own lives to the level that, that they deserve you know people deserve to be we're supposed to be happy healthy and wealthy right right yes so true and, and, and yet there's so much pain in the world. There's so many problems in the world. There's so many things that can go, you know, wrong or whatever. You know, people want to call it that. Um, I think it's um, it's a powerful message. And, and I know you do so much great work. I, you know, I, I love it. I, I'm totally, uh, I'm totally in it. And, and it, but it took the pain points for me to actually change, as I said. Um, yeah. Just a bit on goal setting. Uh, I also know a lot of people that I, that I coach that like to set goals, but they're goals that they can generally. You know, yeah, I can, I can 
I could get there. You know, I can, I can do that. Uh, and I know you and I know Bob and, and I do it myself as well. And I encourage other people, but you know, the whole piece is to set a goal that you have no idea how you're going to achieve. Right. I mean, you know, Judy, I mean, you must practice that, you know, what sort of things do you do? And, 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 you know, have you found that a challenge or have you found it quite, quite easy to, to make happen? The only thing is sometimes it's a challenge to find the time. But so, and I don't, I do the big ones. Like once a year we roll out and Peggy's seen me, I roll up these great big, huge forms and we just keep on, it goes for miles and we'll do all the tasks. We'll, and, and sometimes I'm not quite sure what it'll look like at the end. And when it's done, you look at it and you go, oh my God, no way. This is just not going to happen. And then you start the, okay, now I got to turn this. Now I got to believe it really will happen, but I've got to make it for myself. One of the things I learned, it's got to stretch me. It's got to make me feel very uncomfortable, Hmm. but almost a realistic uncomfortableness to it. You know, like, I don't think that I could sit here. My head just won't do it. My paradigm, and I know Peggy says, don't say don't, but (laughs) my paradigm says, don't sit there and think a hundred million, but can $10 million? Yeah. And is, am I swirming when I hear it? Yeah. Now that's it. And then the hardest thing for me was to get out of my own way in the sense of, I got to know how to do it. How do you do it? I got to have the plan. What do I do first? And as soon as I realized that I got to stop that after listening to Peggy say it about uh, about gazillion times, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. (laughs) I realized that it truly is easy. It doesn't mean that it's not hard work to get to easy, but it's it's easy because it's going to happen. And let go, release how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. By far the most important thing. I a million times I have thought it's going to happen like this and it happens so differently. And at <laughs> the end, it's it's so right and it's so perfect. And there's been, a you know, I exaggerating a little bit, you know, a hundred million other benefits that come along with the way it did present itself. It's beautiful. It's well- yeah. The more value, the more value you give, the more service you you add, you know, to people's lives. Then that money's just an energy, and they, and and you know, yeah. So many people are caught up in 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 numbers about you know, well, how will I do that then? Uh, just yeah. relax, you know. I mean, I've got my exactly got my million pound notes up there. Uh, you know, I've got a few things knocking around. I've got hundreds around the house. But my point is, is that all I do, I get up in the morning, and I just look to to to, to add service, give value. Um, Marcy Shymoff said something really interesting in a in a talk we did recently, Judy, didn't she? When she said it's about um, uh, intention, attention, attention, and then no tension. And that's so good because so many people walk around yeah. like, tense. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, just I learned I learned a lot of that yeah. from well, you know, it's just about relaxing, isn't it? And then loving it that. Is. And Peggy, I mean <clears throat> I can only imagine how amazing it must be that people are calling you from Hollywood and discussing, you know, actors for, for books and stuff like that. I mean, that must be just an absolute dream for you. So, uh, you know, I want to say massive congratulations for that as well. I mean, you know, what a what a moment in your life when when that manifests, you know. And uh, I'll be watching intently, I promise you. Um, um, as far as um, from both of you, uh, you know, before we wrap it up, because uh, you know, this we could I could listen to both of you for hours, you know, and uh, I know you said that can be a rage, Peggy, which I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what, I would say, what I would say is that, um, you know, or what I would ask rather for both of you actually, and and you know, Peggy, maybe you first, um, best advice for aspiring authors, you know, what's your sort of like you know, two, one, two, three nuggets that people can can grab hold of, do you think? Yeah, I would say that it's um, if like the most important part for every author is to learn the marketing. And if you're, if you don't understand it and you're not implementing it, you need to understand it as well. And Mark, you said something a few minutes ago that you said it so quickly that it almost like was like a breeze that just flew by. And you, and how you wake up every day with the decision, how will I serve today? That wasn't exactly the words that you said, but you know, like, Life and the rewards that we receive is um, there's wonderful benefits in it, but the the focus should be on how can we serve? 
What can I give? What can I do today that can help another more than more than I've ever done before? I believe you have that philosophy. You're going to be successful no matter what. And there's very few people that think that way, Mark. It's, it's true. They, they don't think yeah. service-oriented. When Judy and I started working together back in the, well, I, was, I guess it was between 2000 and 2001 and 2010, somewhere in there, we started working together. And, and she had proposed that at first, you know, maybe I can work with you in a part-time basis. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea, family members working together. And, you know, I wasn't really sure. And I'm very you know, very, very focused on my business and, and customer service is absolutely important to me. And Judy started working with me and I was blown away at her level of integrity and how she followed through and how she would go that extra mile. It's like, man, she's a lot like me. Of course, we were raised in the same household. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether we got that from mom and dad or, or not, but um, regardless, I think that, you know, you've got to, you've got to really have a, a spirit about you that is, to serve others, to give to others in whatever way that you can and authors too, whether it's give a tidbit or a tip or, you know, a piece of information or whatever. And, and uh, I believe that when you, you know, you have that way of being plus all the manifestation techniques, you're going to be a success. I think you're absolutely right. I think the more you, the more you give, the more you will receive. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And I, I, I realized, I realized that by, you know, failing, you know, failing, uh, which actually turned out to be two of my best things, the best things that ever happened to me in all honesty, but actually having those things uh, occur, uh, made me realize that I wasn't giving very much at that moment. I wasn't giving great energy. I wasn't doing, you know, enough. And, and, you know, if I could go back and talk to my 20 year old self, I'd give him, I'd have a little chat with him about that. Uh, but as it is right now, you know, at least I can, I can do everything I'm doing now with life remixed and putting energy out there. Um, uh, Judy, so as far as from your perspective, you know, best advice for aspiring authors, what, you know, what do you say apart from come to Hasmark Publishing and what's the best advice you think you can give um, following on from, from Peggy there? I think it's, it's to believe in yourself. It truly is because we have a lot of authors that are afraid and I think they're afraid of trusting and believing in themselves because one of the things I find is that it's like, well, who wants to listen to me? And it's like, I do. Or the other guy, because everything is an interpretation of something else. Yeah. And sometimes hearing your interpretation or Peggy's interpretation, it's going to click. But you alone may not have made me click, you know, type of thing. So when you believe in yourself, then you are going to be to, as to service to others. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, one, I, I've got many favourite films. You know, Shawshank Redemption being one. Uh, yeah, thank my, you. my story is basically a redemption story. You know, swimming through the river of crap to get out the other side and become better. <laughs> you know, but uh, one of the other th- one of my other favourites is The King's Speech. Um, yes. what, a film, what a film he says i have a voice you yeah know, and you two you two have a voice and you uh you know you you help others find their voice and uh that in itself is is just beautiful what a way what a way to what a way to live what a way to make a living you know i love it it's, it's wonderful um so uh what i'd just like to say is obviously i'd really like you two to just sort of tell people where they can find you on social media you know where's the where's, where's the best places to connect website addresses you know please just share with with the audience you know the best places to be able to connect with both of you sure well mine it's peggymccall.com and you can go to peggymccall.com and you'll find all the links to my social media sites as well so it's p-e-g-g-y-m-c-c-o-l-l.com Brilliant. Yeah. And I, I actually, I was having a look at it earlier as well. And the amount of, uh, the amount of uh, uh, content that you have uh, is, is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I think people can do very well just by uh, connecting with you and finding out more about uh, your journey, read your books and also, uh, you know, investigate uh, your websites because they're very, very good. Very good. I was, I, was, I, looked, I looked at it with my wife and I was like, we need to do this. Skipping levels, Mark, you'd be great for that. That's how you can get hours and hours with Peggy McCall. <laughs> right, okay, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. Thank you, Peggy. Yeah. Um, and Judy, where can people find uh, you uh, and Hasmark? 
And the best place is Hasmark Publishing International or HasmarkPublishing.com. We're actually in a revamp mode right now. So watch for a new website to be coming up because there is one there. But you can contact <laughs> me through Judy at Hasmark, H-A-S-M-A-R-K. And by the way, Hasmark is heart and soul of marketing. Such a great name. I know. Perfect, perfect name. It was our brother that came up with that idea, I think, wasn't it? Brother, yep. brother Bobby. Brother Bobby. <laughs> yes. Excellent. No, that, that is that is powerful. When I found that out as well, I was like, okay, that you know, this, this is done. You know, I, I must work with, uh, with with Judy because uh, uh, you know, just just that you know, titles, names, you know, they they are important. They they strike a chord yeah. as an individual can. You know, so can a title, a book. Uh, you know, everything else. In fact, Dave uh, Dave Fall is just uh, putting a, a couple of the websites uh, things there as well. Um, oh, nice. And I've got quite a few comments from, from Dave, from Claire, from Jason. There's quite a few people watching, Michael as well. People oh, cool. saying how wonderful uh, it is to listen to you both this evening here in the UK, especially uh, as we haven't stopped smiling the whole way through it between the I three know. of us. Uh, it's completely natural. We're just happy. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I don't want to say struggling, but there's a lot, lot of people out there that are having, you know, finding this a difficult time. For me, uh, I think it's a wonderful time to be able to do something of note, all right? I mean, you know, if you want to write a book, you know, this could be your opportunity. If you want to put a book out, you know, this this could be your time to, to write it or do something special in the world. It could be a good time to plan. It could be a good time to, to build, to do all sorts of things. So, you know, I think we have must make that decision that it is what it is this whole time. It will pass. Uh, you know, we, we can, will be back out into a different kind of world, but, you know, a, a world that we, we are more familiar with uh, and we must... Uh, we must, you know, continue to give service and add value. We're getting loads of people. As I'm finishing up, we've got Trush, we've got Danielle saying hi. Uh, we've got loads of people saying thank you, Emma as well. So um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here tonight. Uh, it's been absolutely I realise it's the afternoon for you, but you know what I mean. Um, and uh, and thank you so much. We'll be we'll be uh, sharing this out with more and more people. Jenna says hello as well. Um, so you listen. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you both here tonight. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Uh, thanks for sharing your journeys. Uh, and I'm just I'm just thrilled to be you know just warming up and being a part of it. So um, yeah, thank you again. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. It has been incredible. Lovely. Thank you so much. Right. You're Good night. Amazing. Okay. Bye now. Life Remixed with Mark Wilkinson. Hi, it's Mark Wilkinson here, author of Life Remixed. Are you currently feeling stuck in your life with nowhere to go? Then it's definitely time to remix your life. The book is out now on Amazon across the world. It's been endorsed by Bob Proctor and Marcy Scheimer from The Secret, as well as some wonderful, wonderful people. You can also log on to markwilkinsonofficial.com. Sign up, stay updated. We can help you take control of your life. Big, big love. Life Remixed.